The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Two Chairs No Waiting, episode number 716, Best Wishes and Memories. Two Chairs No Waiting is brought to you each week by the folks over at weaversdepartmentstore.com. Drop by over at Weavers and check out the new Mayberry Tea Towel. Well, it's not completely new, but it's fairly new. Go check it out. It's a tea towel. You can hang it on your cabinet doors in your kitchen. It's just a great decoration. has all kinds of Mayberry stuff on there. Go and check that out. And don't forget to get your 2023 calendars. There's still a few left, so head over to Weavers and pick out either a wall calendar or a desk calendar. WeaversDepartmentStore.com. Two Chairs No Waiting is also brought to you with donations from listeners like you. The executive producer of episode number 716 is Mark Copeland and the high sheriff of Two Chairs No Waiting uh, for episode 716. Uh, They are Rex and Jamie Pennycuff. So thank you to both of these people for their donations to the podcast that allow them to become a producer and the high sheriff. So that's, uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you as well for being here. This is the first episode of 2023 uh, for the podcast. We've been going since 2008. So this has been several years that we have been doing the, uh, the podcast and hitting these uh, top of the year marks. So it's, uh, it's always fun to just go in and reflect a little bit and see what's going on. Last week, our episode was all about what we did last year. So it's like, which episodes were the top 20? The top, actually, I think I ended up giving the top 21 episodes last year. And you can go back to last week's episode and check all that out if you'd like to. But this week, we're going to be hearing from some of you guys. Uh, so I've got, I've got some voicemail and I have some, uh, written messages. So I'm going to start off with one of our written messages, and this is from Greg. And he wrote in and said, uh, Hi, Alan, I'm a big fan of your podcast, and of course, all things Mayberry. Thank you for all the hard work you put into it. Uh, thank you. I have a question that you may know the answer to, but if not, I'm guessing you can refer me to someone who does. I have, for years, thought about writing a novel about Mayberry prior to 1960 with my own imagination about how things developed up to episode number one. My question is about whether there are any copyright considerations about using the characters and the from and the plot tie-ins from the Andy Griffith show. If so, who do I need to get permission from? Thanks again. I hope to meet you someday, Greg. All right, Greg, I am not a lawyer. You would need to actually talk to a copyright lawyer, but I can tell you that the characters, their likenesses, the use of their names, all of that kind of stuff is copyrighted. So if you write a book and it became popular for some reason, they would probably come after you. I I mean, yes, they probably would. Uh, But uh, to, to do it correctly, you would have to go through CBS their licensing department and get licensed to be able to produce 
that work of fiction. So that's my belief. I'm not a lawyer. Uh, there are some lawyers that listen to this podcast, so maybe they'll be able to uh, provide a better answer than that. But I would be cautious uh, about doing any of that thing. I, I, even doing this podcast, I am constantly cautious about what I say and do. Because while it is a podcast and I am kind of delivering content related to The Andy Griffith Show, I often get strikes from, or not strikes, but uh, my videos on YouTube will become, uh, you can't monetize them because somebody else grabs the monetization because they own the copyright to something I showed or something I played during the episode. So definitely that is something you need to consider. So don't want to put a, a kibosh on your thinking and what you're wanting to try to do, but definitely go and get someone who actually is a lawyer to be able to help you with that answer. Cause yeah, I am a fan just like you. So I don't know the answer to this. So, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do much. All right. So let's hear uh, one more. I got one more written in thing here from, uh, this is from, uh, Craig and he wrote in and said, hello, sir. I just wanted to say, how awesome your podcast is. See, this is why I read it. Cause you know, if you want to get your stuff read, this is a good way. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I just want to say how awesome your podcast is. I enjoy listening and learning about the Andy Griffith show. My daughter and I have been watching it together for years. We love the, tr the trivia questions and trying to see how many we can answer. Keep up the great work and have a good one, Greg. So thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. I enjoy the uh, I enjoy the trivia as well. Uh, these trivias that we've been doing lately have been, are, they're fairly easy. Uh, you know, I mean, we miss them, but they're, they're things that we almost can get, you know, versus when we sometimes do the Mayberry Days trivia. They are so difficult. Uh, I don't have any idea what the answer is. <laughs> And I figure if I don't know, there's a whole lot of people that wouldn't know if I don't know. So uh, so I'm glad you're enjoying it. Greg, thank you so much. I'm so glad you and your daughter enjoy uh, watching and or listening to the podcast, whichever you might be doing. All right. So we have a couple of voicemails uh, now, or a few. I think we've got three. So let me get in here. I think this one's from uh, Johnny Paul Jason. So let's go hear from him. Say, Floyd. I really appreciate you. This is your old friend, Gary Page, better known in the chat room as Johnny Paul Jason, JPJ. I had to call and say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you, and just say thank you so much for all that you do. On behalf of everybody in the chat room, I know I can't name everybody, but Miss Mayberry, Kentucky Mike, Susan, Don, Miss Peg, the Milo boys, Nipper, Emmett Clark, Uber Fife, everybody in the E-Bullet, Jim Clark, everybody. We all want to tell you what a fine job you're doing and how much we really appreciate you. May God's richest and may God's best be yours at all times, my brother. See you in the chat room. Well, thank you, Bye -bye. Gary. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That is uh, very kind of you. And uh, our chat room, by the way, if you are, if you, you may not know about this, if you're listening or watching, you may not know that on Monday nights is when I usually record this podcast. And on Monday nights, you can gather, it's at 8 p.m. 
you can go at to live.twochairsnowaiting.com and be a part of the live version of the show. At the beginning, I tend to sit around and talk to everybody for a few minutes, and then I do the podcast, and then I come back and I might talk to you some more or play a video that's not something I should be playing on the uh, on the podcast, not, not because there's anything wrong with it, but because it's going to, like I just talked about copyright problems. I don't, uh, I'm a little, you know, the live show, I can... Uh, uh, not get away with it better, but I don't really care if it's uh, something that's not monetized because it's only for you folks that are here live and for my patrons. Anybody who's on Patreon, uh, go to patreon.com slash two chairs. You can watch the live show recorded anytime. They're always available. So that's uh, that's one thing that you get as a bonus for supporting the show. Uh, so that's nice. But I definitely want to ask if you'd like to join us on Monday nights at 8 p.m., Go to live.twochairsnowaiting.com, and you can be in the chat room that uh, Johnny Paul Jason there, Gary, was uh, talking about, and uh, definitely something that you might enjoy. All right, so next up, we're going to hear from, uh, I think this is from David, so let's hear from him. Hey, Alan, this is David Mowbray, the uh, fellow that was on the Mayberry Cruise with you all, and my wife, Shelly. Hey, listen... I read the e-bullet and saw where Jim Clark's kind of giving up the reins of that. Have Have you got an address where I could just send him a thank you card? Because I have um, I, I've talked to him when I first got in this back in the early '80s. He and I talked quite a bit, and I had his phone number, but you know that's been years ago. But just wanted to send him a thank you card for all the the good work he's he has done and kind of a to me an end of an era with him hanging up the hat on on the e-bullet so thanks a lot and i hope you're doing well listening to you on the podcast just look forward to seeing you uh down the line and uh says hey (laughs) bye-bye well thank you david uh uh, thanks again for calling and that is a great idea if you guys would enjoy Doing that, you can definitely write to Jim Clark. Now, you can write him if you have gotten the bullet over the years. The address is right there. Uh, But let me take you, I can take you to imayberry.com. And if you go there, right at the very top of the page, uh, it's got, it says home and then it says T-A-G-S-R-W-C. If you click on that, it'll take you to a section. It'll say, how do I join the Andy Griffith Show Rio and Watchers Club, T-A-G-S-R-W-C. And it'll also, uh, it also says right below it, starting a chapter. Well, you can click either one of them and get there eventually. But I know it's starting a chapter. If you go there and just scroll down to the bottom of the page, right there's the address. Uh, and it's up here as well, actually. Uh, but uh, you can go there and you can send to the Andy Cover Show Rio Nutgers Club at 118 16th Avenue South, Suite 4, PMB. 146 Nashville, Tennessee, 37203. Now, if you didn't get that, head over to imayberry.com, click on the Rerun Watchers page, and go to How Do I Start a Chapter, and there's that's all right there. Uh, I'll try to make sure I have a link in the show notes for that, uh, but you just scroll to the bottom of that page, and you will find exactly how to get in touch with Jim Clark. And, and I think that would be a great thing to do if you wanted to go there and just thank him for all the uh, great stuff he's done for us over the years. Just a little thank you card. That would be awesome. And uh, don't tell him I sent you. Just do it. 
<laughs> that's great. So uh, thank you, David. That's a great idea. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll you'll hear the podcast and be able to go do that. All right. So next up, we have one more voicemail, and this is from Randy. So let's play this one. Hey, Alan, Randy Nelson calling from Maryland. Wonder if uh, sometime on the podcast you could go into some detail about the health of Howard McNear. I'm in his old age. I know in the colored episodes he's um, seen uh, leaning a lot. You really don't see him standing, walking. And um, anyway, I, I'm sure you've covered this before, but wonder if you could uh, go over that. I'd love to get a little insight into how uh, how he ended up being able to stay in the show despite his disability and stuff like that. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Well, Happy thank Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Sorry, I started to cut you off there, but thank you so much, Randy. That's nice of you. And I have covered that before, but I could not even come close to being able to tell you when that was because I honestly don't, I don't remember. So, uh, but you could go back. I do encourage this, by the way, if you go over to twochairsnowaiting.com, if you go to the website there, you uh, you can search for in the search bar. There's a search bar just uh, just to the top left side of the screen. If you hit the search there, it says enhanced by Google. If you do the search right there, it will take you and you can search for Howard McNear and you can you can search and find out every episode that I have done about Howard. Uh, the last one that was specifically about him was episode number 566, Happy 115th Birthday to Howard McNear. Uh, you know, his birthday is January the 27th, uh, so it was in 2020 I did that. So it was 115th birthday. Uh, but if you go down through there and look at different episodes I've done about him, uh, there's a there's a lot of great information, and I and I know I covered this, but... There's another place you can go and look. If you go to, it's it's Mayberry.info and just look up Howard McNear while you're there, you would be able to find a great article that is written all about Howard and gives a lot of information about him when he, when he, uh, when he was born. As I said, it was January 27th, uh, 1905 in Los Angeles is where he was born. And it goes into all of his information. If you scroll down a little bit, it has information about his health because that's what you were specifically asking for. So I'll cover this, but if you go and look at that article, you're going to see a lot of great information about Howard. And I definitely encourage you to go and do that. Uh, You'll find out uh, Floyd the Barber all about him uh, because it was in 1961 that he was cast, right? All right. So here's where in Richard Kelly's book, The Andy Griffith Show, Andy Griffith had the following to say about Howard McNear, Floyd himself. He says, quote, when Howard had a stroke and was bad off for a long time, he was out of the show for about a year and three quarters. We did a lot of soft shows, that is, those that were not hard on comedy, stories about the boy or Aunt B, but we needed comedy scenes to break things up. We were working on a script one day, and Aaron, Aaron Rubin, said, Boy, I wish we had Howard. And one of us said, Well, why don't we see if we can get him? So right then, we 
called up Howard's house, and we got his wife, Helen. Oh, she said, it would be a godsend. Well, we wrote him into a little scene, to a little scene. He was paralyzed all down his left side, and so we couldn't show him walking. We had him sitting, or we built a little stand that supported him. He could then stand behind the barber chair and use one hand. Most of the time, however, we had him sitting. His mind was not affected at all. He was with us about two years after that, before he died. Finally, poor Howard died. I'm sorry, because there was never anyone like him. Kind, kind man. So also in Richard Kelly's book, the uh, the Andrew Griffith Show, as I mentioned, Jack Dodson, who played Howard Sprade, he had this to say about Howard. He said, unfortunately, I didn't know Howard before the stroke. Even after the stroke, he was just a wonderful human being and a splendid actor. Sadly, it was during the playing of a scene with Howard that we realized, you know, he just couldn't go on anymore. It was the segment where I wanted to raise the rent on the barbershop. The characters had a great falling out, and then at the end of the show, they were brought back together in the courthouse. Howard had a little difficulty with that segment. We had to change our shooting schedules a little so that his days were not quite so long as they had been. And Then finally, we had a very simple scene of reconciliation. He couldn't remember it. He went over it and over it and frustrated with himself. Seeing his despair and anxiety was the most painful experience that I've ever had. And then he didn't come back after that. So on January the 3rd, which would be tomorrow would be the anniversary, as I record this, in 1969, Howard McNear passed away of complications from pneumonia caused by a stroke. Uh and he was at the San Fernando Valley Hospital in in California. He is interred at the Los Angeles Cemetery, a National Cemetery. The actor and old friend, Parley Bear, gave his eulogy. So I definitely encourage you to go and check that out. There's a episode of the podcast where how where Parley Bear actually talks about the passing of Howard McNear and and delivering the eulogy at his funeral. Now, those were, if I remember right, in the days before uh, the they were video. So they were all audio only at that point. So go and check them out. Go back. I think it starts at episode number, let me see here, probably 68, episode number 68. It's called Howard McNear Remembered, part one. And then 69, 70, and uh, 71. All of those are related to Howard McNear. And they're all really interviews from with Parley Bear. And uh, definitely something I encourage you to go back and check them out. So just go and check it out. Two Shares No Waiting, episode number 68. 68. That's a long time ago, guys. This was in January of 2010. Uh, when these came out, but go and check those out. There'll be a link in the show notes for all the episodes related to Howard McNear. So you can go and check those out 
And when you do, just go to that page and go, you'll have to go all the way to the bottom because they're in reverse order. So the newer ones are on the top, the older ones are on the bottom. And there's only audio for these. But these were from radio interviews that they had done with Parley Bear. And it's definitely something you would not want to miss. It's, it's not just Parley Bear. It's William Conrad. If you don't remember, Howard McNear uh, played Doc on the radio version of Gunsmoke. And William Conrad... Uh, he played Cannon on television. Some of you may be old enough to remember this. Uh, Jake and the Fat Man. He was not Jake. <laughs> but William uh, Conrad played Matt Dillon, Dillon. And Parley Bear was Chester from Gunsmoke. They were all on the radio version. So definitely worth going and listening to all three of those. Uh, and I know you'll enjoy them. I may put them all together someday where there's just one long interview and uh, do it maybe on if I stick through this podcast that long uh, on Howard McNear's 120th birthday, because that's three years from now. Wow. <laughs> no, it's two years from now. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. All right. So that's uh, that's. Uh, so thank you again for uh, asking that question. I hope I gave you an answer that's uh, acceptable, Randy. And I hope some of the rest of you enjoyed that information as well. So, folks, we're going to go now and hear from somebody we hadn't heard from lately. We're going to go hear from Randy Turner with This Week in Mayberry History. Welcome to This Week in Mayberry History, a report by special correspondent Randy Turner of the Gomer and Cooper Pyle Comic Book Literary Guild of the Mayberry Historical Society. Observant viewers of The Andy Griffith Show undoubtedly will frequently notice that the geography of Mayberry often doesn't seem to make much sense. In fact, a caller to the podcast recently pointed out that in one scene, Andy drove somewhere when you can plainly see his house just a couple of doors away in the same shot. I have often mentioned the fact that to enjoy any form of entertainment that tells a story— not just The Andy Griffith Show, but any series, show, movie, or live stage production, requires a willing suspension of disbelief by the viewer. The phrase, suspension of disbelief, was introduced in 1817 by a poet and philosopher with an apt middle name for our discussion. His full name was Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Coleridge observed that if a writer could infuse a human interest and a semblance of truth into a story, no matter how fantastic, the reader would suspend any critical judgment concerning the implausibility of the narrative. The poet was referring to a suspension of disbelief about the supernatural when he referenced a fantastic story. But the concept has been broadened over the years to refer to simply suspending disbelief about fictional characters or events. So, in reality, would a small-town sheriff keep a deputy who so frequently accidentally fires his pistol, often inside the actual courthouse, and sometimes within close proximity to the sheriff's young son? Of course not. But the viewer voluntarily and gladly suspends his or her disbelief about such a scenario, in exchange for the wonderful entertainment the show provides. The same reasoning allows the viewer to voluntarily overlook the fact that the Taylors drive to church when one can see the church is literally right across the street from their house. 
It's what enables the viewer to not care that the same structure serves as the house of multiple characters in a show. And it enables the viewer to overlook that Andy's house is sometimes shown to be nearby, even though he's just driven somewhere. This week, let's look at why this is made necessary. The town of Mayberry primarily existed on what at the time was called the Desilu 40 Acres Backlot, a roughly 28 and a half acres triangular lot right in Culver City. Earthen berms were built along the country roads to hide the fact that there were actual businesses and residents right on the other side. In fact, when you see the squad car on these country roads, the telephone poles on the other side are not props. They're real telephone poles alongside a real street right on the other side of the berm. The 40 acres had only two blocks to service downtown Mayberry, and most of the time used only one of those, that being the block with the courthouse, Floyd's, the market, the hotel, and the movie theater, on one side of the street seen most often. The next block has a more urban feel, and often stood in a Chicago and other shows such as The Untouchables. While there are exceptions, most of the time this block is shown in The Andy Griffith Show, camera angles were kept low to hide the fact that the area had a very urban feel, with fire escapes and the like. The oddly shaped multifaceted building in the middle of the street on the first block with the courthouse was one of only two structures on the back lot that was a real building with a roof. The church at the end of the same block was the other. All the other buildings, including the courthouse, were simple facades held up by a scaffolding of two-by-fours behind their doors. Similarly, the 40 acres had only five facades that usually served as the representations of houses. None of these were actual buildings but usually just three walls with no back wall and only a partial roof. They were customarily numbered on call sheets for the actors, beginning with facade number one, which was the closest to downtown in the courthouse. This was Ellie Walker's house in season one, though Andy tried to convince a couple who lived in the same house to buy a cannon. The facade in later seasons would be Miss Mendelbright's rooming house where Barney stayed. I usually think of facade number two as the house with the X railing, since an X shape of two by fours on each side of the porch make it easy to spot. Facade number three originally had a tree growing at an odd angle that was eventually cut down, providing the stump Ernest T. and Ramona would leap over. Facade number four was Andy's house. Facade number five was where Mrs. Wiley lived when Ernest T. met Ramona, was Mayor Stoner's house, was once Clara's house, and was perhaps most famously dressed as the haunted Rimshaw house. Next time, we'll finish our look at what made the geography of Mayberry so different than the geography of the 40 acres, thereby requiring viewers to engage in that suspension of disbelief. Thanks for listening. And remember to take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and take Andy's advice, and go out there and act like somebody. Uh, thank you, Randy. If you want to make sure you don't miss any of what Randy's doing online, send him an email at turnersgrade at gmail.com. Turnersgrade at gmail.com, and he'll make sure you're not missing out on any of what he's doing. And he's doing a lot.
he's not been available here for the podcast because he is doing so much. So uh, Randy had recorded this and next week's that we will finish this up early or well in August, I think of last year, but I've been holding them in reserve <laughs> and I wanted to get these out. So a lot of that information that you were seeing there, uh, the pictures, if you're watching the video version, they came from a website called 40 acres and it's at retro web. So if you go to retroweb.com slash 40, it's the number 40 acres.html. If you go there, you'll find it. Uh, there's all kinds of, uh, photos and backlot photos and for the many years that that uh, studio backlot was in operation uh, it's a great site great refor- uh, resource for information they filmed everything from uh king uh the king of kings it's an old movie from 1927 famous movie uh also the 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 big one that everybody always talks about is going with the wind was filmed there there was a king kong version uh that was filmed there as well i think it's from 1933 uh so definitely a lot of stuff a lot of history at that back lots and sadly it's no longer there uh, for us to be able to go and visit but wow great job from randy all right, so uh, one other thing I wanted to talk to you about. We're getting pretty long, so we're probably not going to do the trivia tonight. Sorry, everybody. Uh, but uh, I wanted to mention that Mayberry Man, if you guys have not seen it, if you are interested in seeing it for free, you can actually sign up and go to uh, for Pure Flix is the name of it. So Pure Flix, it's a streaming service like uh, like Netflix or something. And you can sign up for a seven-day trial, and you can go and watch the Mayberry Man movie for free, or you can buy a copy over at Weavers, obviously. But you can head over there. If you just go to the uh, to the page, you'll be able to get to it. Uh, the best way to go there to get the free stuff is go to signup.pureflix.com, and you can just sign up for your free uh, trial, and you can cancel anytime within the first seven days, and you don't have to keep going, or you can... It, you enjoy it. It's uh, it's basically family friendly and Christian type movies is all they have there. So it's uh, but it's pretty nice. We were playing around with it the last couple of days. So if you do that, uh, that would be great. It'd be nice for people to think that maybe people there's an audience for some of this Mayberry stuff. Uh, you know, because we're hoping that the series will get an audience as well. But we've got a. Uh, it's uh, we're just we're hopeful people will actually go and watch the series and watch the movie. We've had, uh, there's a lot of Mayberry fans out there that I know never gave Mayberry Man a chance whatsoever. I'm not hurt by that, but I think you're missing out on a lot of fun. Uh, so I hate that you hadn't done it. So there's an opportunity. You can go and do it. Uh, it should be back on Amazon now. Uh, they were asking in the chat room, is it not on Amazon any longer? It was on Amazon, but you had to purchase it. And I think it's back now. So if you go and search, you should be able to find it again. Uh, the movie actually got picked up by a distributor, so it's being distributed now. And so uh, they had to change some stuff on Amazon. I think it was off for a couple of three days, and now it should be back. Uh, so definitely I encourage you to go and check it out, guys. Uh, they can't ever have too much Mayberry in this world, I tell you. All right, so uh, let's see. All right, so we've it's a we've been going for thirty minutes. Let me uh, let me we'll do four trivia questions. How do you feel about that? We'll do a abbreviated trivia kind uh, thing because I know everybody really enjoys these. All right, so get out your pencil and paper. Abbreviated trivia number one. It's a true or false question. 
Malcolm Merriweather was Irish. True or false? Malcolm Merriweather was Irish. True or false? <laughs> no, he was not. It's false. It was an Englishter. Englishter. That's right. All right. Number two is not even a question I can do because here's the question. What Englishman rode his bicycle across America? That's that's we're not even going to do that one because <laughs> it's Malcolm. We just gave you the answer on the first one. All right. All right. So here we go. Number this will be number two. Name Malcolm Merriweather's hometown. Name Malcolm Merriweather's hometown. And folks in the chat room are trying to type in the answer. If you can type in this answer, I'm impressed because I can't spell it. I can say it, but I can't spell it. Name Malcolm Merriweather's hometown. <clears throat> you know where I think he's from? I think he's from Edmundwike, England. Where are you from, mister? Edmundwike, England. <laughs> so Edmund Dwight, if you got anything close to that in your writings, you get the answer. Edmund Dwight. There you go. All right. Number three, who has a mean left jab and fancy footwork? Oh, this is a good one. Who has a mean left jab and fancy footwork? Okay. I'll give you multiple choice. Who has a mean left jab and fancy footwork? Is it Barney, Aunt B, Goober, or Ernest T? Who has a mean left jab and fancy footwork? Barney, Aunt B, Goober, or Ernest T? All right, I'm going to give you the answer. <laughs> They're getting it in the chat room. The answer is, is it's Aunt B. Aunt B has a mean left jab and fancy footwork. All right, so that was number three. So let's go with number four. Name the cousin of Thelma Lou who went on a date with Gomer. Name the cousin of Thelma Lou who went on a date with Gomer. Okay. The cousin of Thelma Lou who went on a date with Gomer. <laughs> you know Thelma Lou, don't you? It's, it's her cousin. But is she pretty? It, you know, it's Thelma Lou's cousin. Is she pretty? <laughs> All right. So the answer is Mary Grace Gossett. All right, guys. How did you do? How did you do? I hope you did well. There's only four questions. The one question was going to be way too easy. Mary Grace Gossett. If you got Mary Grace, I give you that. So, all right. So I hope you, I hope you enjoyed that. Those were pretty easy. They weren't too bad hard and uh, you should know them. At least you think you should know them after you've heard the answer, right? So guys, I want to wish you all a wonderful new year as we start off here. And I hope it's a Mayberry filled new year as we go through it. I would love to hear from you. Like I heard from some of these folks tonight. You can give me a call at 888-684-8415, or you can email me at floyd at imayberry.com. Or you can also head over to twochairsnowaiting.com and uh, contact me from there. I would just love to hear from you. It's always a lot of fun uh, to just hear what you're thinking, because you hear from me all the time. 
So, folks, a happy 2023, and we'll see you next time right here on Two Chairs. Good night, everybody. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.